Welcome to Authentico. This is Gabriela. And Junior. Back to the drawing board. This podcast is created with you in mind, the Latino professional and business owner determined to succeed. Por eso conversamos en dos idiomas and discuss a wide range of topics. As diverse as our audience and provide you with tools and resources. Esperemos que les guste. All right, that was five seconds there. <laughs> so usually we wait... <laughs> Usually we wait five seconds before we hit record to allow me to go back afterwards and then edit the episode. And add the intro. Right. Uh, and you just heard from Gabriela Ramirez Arellano, uh, one of the two hosts of Authentico Podcast. Gabriela, how are you? I'm doing great. What about you? Doing good. I am numero dos. Second host of the Authentico Podcast. Super excited to have you guys listening to us. We appreciate the support. It is 2020. So when this episode airs, it will officially be the second month in 2020. So it'll be 02, 01, or whatever the first whatever Wednesday is. 2020. That's a lot of twos. We've been at this now for over a year, officially. Yes, having fun and learning lots of new things. Yeah, our first episode actually went out on February the 2nd, I think it was, for 2019. So when this one airs, it will officially be a year, but more than a year since we started working on Authentical Podcast. who's counting? Right, who's counting? Speaking of <laughs> counting, uh, there are three of us here today. So with us, uh, we now have a guest. So we, we, uh, we told you, our listeners, that in 2020, one of the things that we were going to change was we were going to add guests to our recording session. So you know us from having the monthly touch bases and having roundtable discussions. Now we bring in a third person and have an amazing discussion with them. So y vamos today, a platicar en español y en inglés. En los dos. Gaby me, re, me recuerda siempre. Lo que pasa es que el español mío está hecho para rapear. You know? <laughs> no para hablar. A ver, dame, si me, si me tira, échame, pista. échame una pista. A ver, tra, 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 tra. Tra, 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 tra. <laughs> Eso fue la limitación de español que tiene. I could dance to that. There you go. So you just heard the voice of Adriana. Adriana, what's your last name? Darius. Adriana Darius. Adriana is our guest for today. She is a Latinx. She identifies as a Latinx Afro. Afro Latinx, right? And she is much better than I am in Spanish. I will say that. But like I say, yeah, yeah. Ahora hay que que Ahora hay que que no hable. Pero también está relacionada a uno de los dos hosts de este podcast. Adivinen a quién. A quién será. Mm, a quién será. Bueno, si siguen oyendo, le vamos a decir al final del episodio. ¿A quién está relacionada Adriana? Si no es que sale de una de las historias que tenemos que hacer y las preguntas es que tenemos para ella. Pero tienen que oír y que hace y hasta el final para que, <risa> para que escuchen de quién está relacionada. Bueno, entonces vamos a hablar con Adriana porque uh, you have a lot of insight para nosotros, eh, eh, para nuestros listeners. Que justamente pero, she just told us we were old a little while ago. Oh, snap. Okay, you know what? Just stop the recording. Forget it. We have the wrong guest here. Que dijo que si sabíamos cómo bailar el map. And we were like, huh? What's the map? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we start with that? What is the map? The map is a dance. 
And you basically act like you're mopping the floor. That's not how I mop, though. Like, <laughs> you gotta really get into it. I have, like, the wide strokes. You know? <laughs> because that's how you finish fast, you know? It's like trapear. Tra, 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 tra. Yeah, I say, like, short strokes. So, Adriana trae un perspective que no hemos tenido antes. Porque últimamente los guests que hemos tenido han sido latinos profesionales un poco mayor de la edad de nosotros, pero Diana um, es más, más menor de los guests que hemos tenido. In it would just be really cool to listen to you, to hear your insight, because I know that a lot of companies struggle with attracting Latinx to their organizations. And how do they engage with that um, demographic? And how do they, once they attract them, how do they keep them in a company? Uh, because, I mean, there's a bunch of things that get said, right? Like, for example, like, there's no commitment to the job. There's no mm-hmm. there's no culture. There's no, like, they don't stick around for long. So we're going to be asking you some of those questions. And they want to be happy. Questions. Yeah, yeah. They want to enjoy their job. Yeah, yeah. What does that even mean? So why don't we start with <laughs> that? So. <laughs> why don't we start with that? So enjoying their job. So what do you do, Adriana? Um, My first hustle of the day. Hustle. Normalmente voy a la escuela. Mm-hmm. Y trabajo matemáticas con tercer grado. And that's part-time gig. And then I usually do some dog walking. I walk a couple pits in the city. And I like that. Then I work as a medical interpreter. Sometimes counseling, sometimes medical appointments. All ages, all different types of concerns. And otra compañía, LAMP. Y qué más? También hago babysitting. A veces ahí en la county con un compañero del trabajo formal que tuve. And siempre buscando qué viene. Siempre lo que viene. No sé, haces uh pues so, can we call it part-time math teacher? Uh-huh. So part-time math teacher, you like walking pits specifically in the city. Uh-huh. Como dijiste que te gusta eso. Uh-huh. Entonces haces el interpreter uh-huh. y también haces la babysitting. Uh-huh. Oye, pero haces de todo un poco. Un poquito. Yeah. So, ¿cuál de esas cosas, si, si, te, si te digamos, cuál te gusta más de todas? ¿Cuál sería esa? ¿O puedes seleccionar no, una? No, la verdad ¿Te gustan no puedo. Todas? Por eso. Uh-huh. Um, yo estudié biología, química, sociology y uh-huh. español. Uh-huh. Porque no pude escoger. Quería de todo. Wow. Entonces hice de todo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y así me siento ahora. Like, I was working for an urgent care, like an EMT, mm-hmm. full time. Pero siempre me faltaba algo. Quería trabajar con niños y eso que estábamos viendo ahorita. With all the kids getting shot mm-hmm. around my house, everywhere, on accident most of the time. Y quería trabajar con niños. Y, y ahí es cuando me, me puse en eso de, de third grade, específicamente. Trabajando matemáticas, pero más que todo trabajando relaciones, cómo es la vida. Hablar mm-hmm. así normal con ellos. And I really like that. Yeah. And dog walking. It was something that I always liked doing. Pero nunca lo pensé como trabajo. Hasta que me encontré con unas compañías like WAG y Rover. Y pues me pagan para estar afuera con unos perros haciendo nada. Listening to my music on my podcast. 
Y así. Auténtico podcast, Ajá, obvio, obviamente. Uno de sus favoritos. Obviamente, obviamente, Ajá. sigue, sigue. Y con los niños, más fue cosa de un compañero que, que necesitaba ayuda en la casa. Y me preguntó un día, no sé si sabes a alguien o si tú puedes ayudarme con mis niños, tal vez una vez, dos veces a la semana. And then they're just so sweet. They're so cute. They're four, one, and three months. Mm. So they're little. Wow. Little, little. They're still learning English. They're teaching me Chinese in the process. Um, so the get kids at are? Me. Yeah, because they speak Chinese at home. Que bien. Mm-hmm. Catch me 2021. <laughs> I might know a little Mandarin too, you know? Nice. <laughs> nice. So we, yeah. we talk about the gig economy. Mm. Uh-huh. How is that not scary? Mm. Or is it scary? I think it's less scary. There's so many ways that I could make money. There's so many talents that I have. Mm. Y siempre que hay algo que no me cae bien o que no ya no quiero hacer, entonces hay otra cosa que puedo hacer. Es tan diferente el pensamiento porque a mí nosotros hemos hablado de, de los trabajos que tenemos, de los trabajos que queremos, que mm-hmm. hemos tenido. Y ese, ese balance entre, like, I'm comfortable... But I know I want to do something different, but I'm scared. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't sense that. Yeah, yet. I don't see. I don't, I don't see yeah. that. <laughs> bueno, siempre hay un poco. Mm-hmm. Pero finding a way in, I guess. Once you got that, it's easy. A way into like the the gigs, or yeah. just like the lifestyle. The gigs. The gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Entonces, entonces, como, las cosas que haces, I mean, there, I can see a pattern there, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it sounds like you just like to, like, give back, and you, but you also like the freedom mm-hmm. to come and go as you please, yes. almost, right? Absolutely. Um, so, I guess, you know, w- with organizations, I mean, they're looking to attract uh, Latinx individuals, they, diversity and inclusion, it's a huge thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, you start out with like diversity, diversity, diversity. Now it's like, okay, what about inclusion? Mm-hmm. So now a lot of companies companies realize the, the 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 potential to help their organizations move forward by attracting more individuals. Mm-hmm. So how? I guess this is a really broad question, and we should probably unpack it. My question was going to be how what how can organizations interact with Latinx individuals like yourself to attract them. Is there such a thing? Or do you just mm-hmm. like the freedom to come and go as you please kind of thing that maybe a nine to five wouldn't work for you ever? Mm-hmm. I think la identidad de ser Latinx mm-hmm. is so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that identify with the Latinx identity specifically usually comes from like a rejection of gender And uh, kind of like a queer twist, Mm -hmm. theoretically, on um, identity and how all of these things make me who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you get to a job and they're siempre tan trabajando, trabaje, 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 Mm -hmm. y te damos todos los beneficios y así es la vida y nunca vas a encontrar algo mejor. Entonces we're like, okay, pero yo necesito esto de mi trabajo y si tú no me vas a dar, entonces me voy. Sí. Y a veces pasa así. Pero ahorita que estoy trabajando en la escuela, estaba hablando con mi, con mi jefe, digamos. And I was like, hey, so things are changing at the school. I'm doing a lot more, like, assistant teaching. Eso no, no mucho me gusta. Entonces quiero hacer esto. Y me lo das. 
no me lo das, pero me voy si no me lo das. Oh. No le dije así, right? I didn't say like as an ultimatum, but like in my mind, I'm like, this isn't everything for me. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something that I want. Y ahorita que estoy viendo que ahorita no me sirve tanto como tú pensaste o que tú querías, entonces yo todavía quiero ganar de esta experiencia y lo que yo quiero y lo que yo necesito. Mm -hmm. Entonces, gotta walk. So I'm sensing too that it's more about you're getting out of the job is not just economics. It's the experience mm -hmm. and the impact that mm -hmm. you're having in the different things that mm -hmm. you do. Yeah. I think my experience with minimalism has had an impact also because it's like one of the first thing I did when I went on this minimalist course was do a time audit. ¿Cuánto tiempo paso en el carro? ¿Cuánto tiempo paso comiendo? en mi casa, con mis amigos, en el trabajo. Y cuando vi que all my time was at work mm -hmm. and my energy is zero, and I'm like, something's got to give because I'm not going to spend my life running into the ground. That's just not me. Mm -hmm. So how can I find the things that I want and the things that I like? Y normalmente no es en one specific place. Así que... And I know, I mean, I feel like we're getting into a lot of, of deep stuff, but can you give our listeners some information, like what's your background, where were you born, what's mm -hmm. your, what have you been doing with your life all this time? Oh, you know. <laughs> um, I was born in Missouri, grew up in Michigan. Um, tengo dos años de estar aquí en San Luis. Todavía veo a Michigan como mi casa. Pero a ver si eso cambia, vamos a ver, vamos a ver, same list as I, you know. Um, pero me um, fui a la universidad en Ohio. Me um, fui bien, pero Ohio is a really weird place to be black and Mexican, you know. Um, learned a lot about people, identity, being alone um, in a new place, support systems, community. Y después decidí, después, bueno, fui a India to study public health. Y eso, wow. Are we cussing on this podcast? Is it clean? If you want yeah, to. yeah, if you want to. It fucked me up for real. Yeah. <laughs> But in a good way, in a good way. Um, pero cuando regresé, estaba pensando, like, I don't want to keep living this set thing that's meant for me i want to live it how i want to live it um and i think that was a combination of looking at public health from a new lens and being outside of the u.s and looking at este país grandote peligroso y todo lo demás mm -hmm. and i was like shit All right. So I decided that con eso me iba a ir a Cuerpo de Paz. Um, ¿A dónde? Cuerpo de Peace Corps. Oh, okay. Yo pensé que me iba a mandar a Africa, right? Casi todos los black volunteers van a Africa. They're like, oh, you'll have less problems. Piensan ellos, me imagino. Pero la mayoría de los voluntarios se van a África. Pero me mandaron a Guatemala. Es uno de los países más cerca de todo cuerpo de paz. Pues van hasta todo el mundo casi. Mm. Pero me mandan a Guatemala que está tan cerca. 
and my family being from Mexico, it was just super close, but it was just like, yeah. When I told people, especially like Mexican friends, they would say all these things, ah, Guatemala, no debes ir ahí, por qué vas a ir ahí, no. What the peor, they would say. It. Yeah, it's horrible. Y yo, but well, I didn't know, so I was like, oh, okay, así se dice. Y estuve ahí dos años, y en ese tiempo también, tuve mucho, mucho tiempo para reflejar. Y salí un poco temprano de Cuerpo de Paz, ya no pudo con eso. Yo pensé que iba a estar como en el campo, haciendo el buen trabajo, diario, levantándome, like, with the joy of life, to just, like, do this for the people. Pero a la vez, there was, like, this U.S. value system and superiority that came with the role, hmm. that came with being from the States. And that was a lot. Así que regresé. Y mi mamá ya no estaba en, en Detroit, entonces vine para acá. <laughs> and that's how I got here. Wow, that's like a full circle. Yeah. Haciendo aquí, viajando para Michigan, luego al mundo, o Sudamérica, luego otra vez para San Luis. Mm -hmm. Qué bien. Mm -hmm. ¿Y cómo fue tu experiencia cuando primero llegaste a San Luis? Mm -hmm. Like, ¿te sentiste que te integraste luego, luego? Uh, me, me costó. Es que, como estaban viviendo en la county, casi toda mi familia, entonces ahí me fui. Pero no me gustó para nada. Um, going to Sally's Beauty. You would think I'd be accepted at Sally's Beauty Supply, getting my pics and my can too. But in the county, they were not ready to see all of me. They're following me everywhere, like close. Letting me know that they're following me. It wasn't no secret. Mm. I in Michigan, el racismo y todo eso is a lot more low-key. Like, people will keep tabs on you, but act like they're not. Pero aquí, they're like, hello, I'm keeping tabs on you. Quiero ver lo que estás haciendo todo el tiempo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. So, um, ended up moving to the city, Dutch town, and I like it a lot more here. It's still hard to get used to St. Louis, though. What's it hard? Yeah, what's hard about it? Oh. I mean, I know you're a world traveler and oh. all, you know. <laughs> But do enlighten us a little bit. I think it more has to do with, like, this is, like, a place I know, in a way. My family's here. Um, but even when I came here, I was like, I'm not going to be here long. But then I have friends that came to study here, and they've been here for 10, 7 years. My partner's been here for 10 years. And I'm like, dang, I see this. So there's something good. <laughs> Yeah, that they definitely. like it. I think it's the people. Yeah, the people keep it here. The people. So, like, we like. Let's talk about the people because you said your initial experience wasn't as good mm -hmm. in the county, mm -hmm. but now the city hasn't been as bad. So, like, what mm -hmm. do you mean the people? Well, like, are, are people friendlier here. I feel Not like maybe necessarily like a that. support system. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think it's because of the conditions. And like St. Louis is like one of the blackest cities. But you would know that by going into any establishment or business, mm -hmm. right? Um, entonces, encontrando lugares donde la gente con quien me identifico mm -hmm. are and are living. And people have to look out for each other to a whole nother level when that's your reality. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so let's keep it moving. So let's talk about that, right? Because St. one of the things that St. Louis is known for, other than like the Cardinals and the Blues and the Arch. And the crime rate. In the crime rate, right? <laughs> Being, what is it, third, first? Yes, depending sorry. on what year you're looking at or how wide. Yeah, what, uh, how wide what the, the net was casted. Mm. Um, is the, the high school thing, right? I mm -hmm. mean, that's something that they're known for. You didn't go to high school here, mm -hmm. but yet you found a support system. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our guests in the past are, were implants to St. Louis. Um, and, I mean, some of them did admit that the struggle was real, <laughs> initially connecting. The organizations had ERGs to help them kind of like connect to people, like-minded individuals, but also to the city. Mm -hmm. Similar um, to like the Latino student unions and African student unions or mm -hmm. black student unions at the university campuses. Right. Mm -hmm. So are you referring to those kind of support system? I mean, not with your organizations, but outside that mm -hmm. have kept you here? Yeah, like más informal. Más, infor uh -huh. más informal. Sí. Bueno, yo también me, me entré con unas organizaciones. Like I was volunteering with Micah where I let, met a lot of people um here through the chamber meeting a lot of people that are like my age and out here trying to do their thing um pero in the bars at party art shows um just doing things that i love to do mm -hmm. and meeting people that way i think that's how i really found my community here mm -hmm. and oh go ahead no, I was going to say, um, you mentioned a little bit earlier about how there was like a theme and the things that you're enjoying doing as far as work. Uh, it's, it seems like it's always about community. Mm. How did that happen? Or, or Because um, volunteering, and you and I have had this conversation before, volunteering is not often a popular thing in mm -hmm. both of your communities, the mm -hmm. African-American community as well as the Latino mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. So how do you find the inspiration? Because I know that some days you're like early in the morning, late at night, volunteering and out on the street doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep going after a full day of four different gigs and, you know, just living your life? Yeah, it's difficult, la verdad. Um, I remember I went to a rally this summer that was hosted by Action St. Louis. And it was at the end of the summer for all the kids that had died that summer. And they put a stuffed animal out and they read the names. They had little kids read the names of their peers. I was sobbing. It tore me to mm. shreds. I had to take like a week. I'm about to cry right now. I had to take like a week to just chill, honestly, rest. Mm -hmm. Um, hang out with friends that were also trying to heal from it because if not, there's no way you can keep going. There's no way. It's not sustainable like that. Um, but I think finding flexibility in the things and then being like every day I get to decide if I want to do this or not. Like, um, tengo un compañero de trabajo ahorita y lo estaba hablando, platicando pues de, de los cambios que quiero hacer en el trabajo donde estamos ahorita. Ella me dijo pues... We only have till May. Like, que le importa? I made a commitment to this, so I'm going to complete it. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, do you. And if that works for you, you keep doing that. But I don't think I could come here every day if I didn't know that it was up to me if I decided to come today. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't owe anybody anything, but I'm doing this because this is what I want to do. 
And I think my students can tell. I think the kids I watch can tell, you know? So that's interesting. I mean, what you're sharing right now, because an organization uh, is looking to attract and retain talent, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But you're saying, hey, I just like the freedom that comes with the gigs. You know, Mm -hmm. I I want to be able to go and come as I please kind of thing. Um, And and, and not feel. Come and go. But I want it to be flexible as I grow. What do you mean by so, that? So when I started this job, I was trying to do this, this, and this. Now that I've been here, I have experience. I'm amazing at it. I want to do this, this, and this. Or I see it stepping up in these ways. Or I see my role changing. Whether that means a promotion or like a position shift or an inclusion of doing more things and reaching more people. Like I know I try to do that with my urgent care job. I'm like, what if we started working with like, potential EMTs, right? Like before they get to the step where they're EMTs because there's barely any black people working here in one of the blackest city in the US. So explain that, right? They weren't they weren't down for it. So it wasn't that I didn't want to do the job or like I wanted to leave it and come. I mean that's helpful, right? But it was more like yo estoy creciendo, creciendo en este trabajo. My mind is growing, my ideas and I want to stay true to that. Are you with me or are you not? And there's compromise, Ooh. right? It's not like an ultimatum always. I love but that you said that. This is what my values are now. Mm-hmm. And they've changed since I signed on to this. And I'm not being dishonest with you because esa parte de comunicación también es muy importante. Mm-hmm. Eso ya no me sirve como me estaba sirviendo. Mm-hmm. Pero me puede servir en estos, en estas maneras or con esta variedad. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like it's a total mind shift. Like, the things she's saying are, like, so obvious. Like, I've grown. I've been here four years. I obviously mm-hmm. view things from a different perspective. And so, therefore, my role should change. Right. I want my voice to yeah, be Yeah, and it, and it makes total sense, but never thought about it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you thought no, about that? No, no, no. I really haven't. And I know that we talked about before, like, how do we, like, how do leaders give feedback, constructive feedback, and develop their people. I mean, you're pretty much saying the same thing. Like, right. I want to grow. I want to continue to to, to deliver develop. value and develop, mm-hmm. you know, within the organization. I thought, I mean, I'm glad that you said that because I was thinking about it differently. And I think that maybe that's what hap- well, that's what's happening too. Organizations, they're trying to go so many different ways about attracting people. But you're like, hey, I just want to come in, learn, and grow. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe overthinking it. Yeah, right, right. I also feel like you gave us a voice in that because we've been kind of circling mm-hmm. around that conversation, mm-hmm. but maybe haven't had the the thought process or the, the new age words <laughs> to really be able to, uh, to voice that. Because mm-hmm. we've had some discussions about allowing people to grow mm-hmm. and how... Um, attracting people is important and you have to try to meet their needs. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's refreshing to hear you say you don't have to really change a lot of stuff. Just open yourself up for growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we open ourselves up as an organization for growth of the position and the employees, mm-hmm. we're essentially growing the company. But oftentimes we're too close-minded. Mm-hmm. Or threatened. Or threatened. Threatened, right. And I think that that's like the immediate reaction. Like, who are you... I mean, we talked about this over the weekend when you were talking about approaching your boss about 
another position that you told her, hey, I want to create, I'd like to talk to you about having me create a new position and how you were a little surprised that she was open to it, but also excited that she mm-hmm. was because otherwise the alternative was I'm about to go. <laughs> and she had no idea what was coming. <laughs> She's like, I'm about to bounce. <laughs> Thank you for that, Adriana. Mm-hmm. That was very insightful. Mm-hmm. Very, very well put. I really like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and it's still, I still am uh, amazed and, um, como se dice, sorprendida, pero en una manera buena de que no, no siento que tienes miedo. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that a lot of us in, in positions or from other people que hemos hablado, como que tienen cierta seguridad, pero igual un balance de seguridad y miedo de que saben que quieren crecer o que quieren hacer mm-hmm. otra cosa, impactar a otra comunidad, mm-hmm. pero con la inseguridad y el miedo de poder hacerlo yeah. o de ser rechazado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that um, when you're in leadership positions, they teach you about like your different players, like the different players you have in the team. You know, you have your your rising stars. You know, you have mm-hmm. your um, I mean, different names for it, but like like your the people who just like the steady, the steadiness and the security of being able to come in. You know, like you always have that, like that lady who's been there for 20 years mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing, and she's perfectly happy doing it. Yeah. You know, you have the people under that who just want to do the bare minimum, go home, and that's it. Like kind of mm-hmm. check out. And you're like, hey, I don't necessarily need to fit in any of those categories. I just want my role to to evolve, to expand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and organizations, at least the ones that I've been involved in, um, a lot of these roles are very structured. Mm-hmm. You know, you at, at some point, right, rigid, right? At some point, um, HR, uh, the department head, and whomever was involved, and they wrote out these job descriptions. And sometimes they're outdated. They're years old, right? <clears throat> and this is what you do. And then whenever you you outgrow this, then this is where you go next. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I don't necessarily need to go to the next step, but maybe we can just widen this a little bit more mm-hmm. and here, here are my thoughts on how we can do that you just want someone to listen mm-hmm. and take action mm-hmm. so you heard it here yeah that's <laughs> yeah, amazing yeah. yeah thanks for sharing that with us yeah. yeah yeah so we said we were going to share something at the end so you stuck and i hope that you stuck not only to get the news on who are the others related to uh, <laughs> but also just hearing from her Hopefully, gave you some insight on uh, how to attract Latinx individuals to your company. So, dun 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 dun. So, Adriana, you are related to someone in this room. This is true. Uh, so, uh, give maybe a hint to our guests, and then mm. then you give them like a little bit of. Quiet, try to let, let them guess, mm-hmm. and then we'll just get it out there. So, what's a hint? Don't this fast forward. Person. Don't fast forward, don't cheat. <laughs> what was that? This person is a Pisces. And. So, we're both Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> just. And, que mas? Um, I don't know. What kind of hint? I'm stuck. Okay. Um, this person is someone 
that is seen uh, as a leader in the community. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get it out there. Yeah, let's so, get it. So, so Adriana is Gabriela's daughter. Yes, she's my oldest baby. Yep, the oldest one. But she's still my baby. My mama bear. Well, you made that you made that a point. My oldest baby. <laughs> Definitely. I so <laughs> I wanted to wait until now to ask, how was it being Gabriela's daughter growing up? Oh, that was mean. She has a big heart. Mm-hmm. Oh. I feel like there's a remember... butt. I feel like there's a butt coming there. <laughs> yeah. She has okay. a big heart, but. <laughs> if you see her now, imagine how I was as a teenager. People 16, 15, you know, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. Um, But she has such a big heart. Honestly, I've always wanted to be a mom. I think I was like 14. I was like, Dad, I want to be a mom. He was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're why. Because you just have the biggest heart. And you show me what love can mean. And it's beautiful and soft, tender. And it pushes you. And it holds you, pulls you in when you need it. And yeah, big shoes to fill. Yeah, big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like, um, like in retrospect, when you go back and you think about like how were you as a parent? I know I've told her and her sister like, oh my gosh, I sucked as a parent. I'm so sorry, I was a horrible mother because I know that there were moments now in hindsight that I was, but it was also great to be able to instill in them. A lot of the things that I see them, like her passion for community, I kind of wanted her to talk a little bit about how she got there. But I always, I feel like community was a big part of our Mm -hmm. lives growing Mm -hmm. up. Not that we had a community, but that we were responsible, that we felt responsible Mm -hmm. to uplift the community that we Mm -hmm. were in. And the community that maybe was not as fortunate as we were. Um, And I feel like those lessons were true lessons because we learned so much more mm-hmm. from the people that we were supposedly helping than I sometimes feel that they learned from us just because they appreciated it. Um, they understood the value of our time where we kind of took it for granted. Um, just little things like that that really allowed us to be better people because of that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel like you taught me, quote unquote, community service, but through love and through your heart. So it was like a lot of times right now when you talk about people that are dealing with a specific social thing, they call them impacted people. Like, oh, people impacted by poverty, people impacted by the jail system or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I think my mom's take on it was that we were all impacted. Like, this is... A part of your job like you work you go to school and you do stuff for people around you like it was never an option or a luxury or something you do for hours because this is part of your life and part of you know the role that you have as a human like this is what you do this was never a question mm-hmm. así es así era good job Bobby. and so now I'm trying to get Junior on the bandwagon it's so good <laughs> <laughs> 
to be more volunteer focused. <laughs> Junior's trying. He is trying. Poco poco. Yeah, adelante el otro. We'll get there to yours and Adriana's level. Yes, I see you working. Wherever really you are is good. Yeah, wherever you are is good. Thank I mean, you, Adriana. I feel like that's and and I feel I hope that you've had a rewarding volunteer experience, that you feel the impact of the lives that you're changing. I mean, this is not like a truth telling episode, but speaking of that, I mean, just this week, one of the people that we've been working with through the Basel Foundation posted an amazing message for Junior mm -hmm. about how her life has totally changed thanks to his leadership and his support at the Basel Foundation. And I just, I mean, I almost cried when I saw the post because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's not thanking me. But <laughs> the fact that this is something new for you mm -hmm. and that I hope that you're feeling the change that you're making. That was just one person, but mm -hmm. so many people now that you're impacting, um, being you know, yourself. two days a week. Yeah, yeah. And being yourself. And I know sometimes it's hard to get there or hard. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't have, do I have time? Do I want to do this? But then when I see you there, you're like mm -hmm. a new person. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that, that 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 message came the same day. That he was telling me, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Right. It was the same <laughs> day that, that I said that to her. Uh -huh. Not crazy. I'm not way there. Did I call or text you? I we were in person. You, you text me. And then we were at the meeting together, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, did you see the post? And I was like, what post? Mm. Look at uh, the universe. Okay, right. Universe. And then I read it, and then I looked at the guy, and I was like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. But <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is really rewarding for me. Um, you said at the beginning of our conversation with Adriana that volunteering is not something that, that's typical in our communities. Um, and that's how it was to me, you know. But interestingly enough, and I said this in other episodes too, the reason that my family was able to integrate and adapt to the American life as quick as we did were because of volunteers. Mm. And at the time, I just saw it as just a community and, I, and then I moved on with life, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then when we were talking about volunteer, volunteering a year ago, um, I, I, I said that to you. I said, you know, I, I remember a lady, a lady picking us up and taking us to the local school where they gave free breakfast. And the lady who would take us to the different doctor appointments. And the lady who found the English speak, the English uh, programs for my mom. That was all through volunteering there, mm -hmm. you know. And I never thought about it. I went through my entire life into my 30s. Until a year ago, when it finally hit me, holy cow, what am I doing for the community? Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm enjoying it. I am. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. This is such a great episode. <laughs> I know. I feel like we could keep going and yeah, on and on yeah, about yeah. all kinds of subjects. So thank you so much, Adriana, for being here. Thank you. I know it was kind of a surprise in you. Right. <laughs> Mom told you not to do it. She fed you right. She fed you. She's like, by the way. Come más, pues, come, come. Yeah. Seriously, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, okay. I feel like you you gave us a lot to think about, uh, and hopefully the same for our listeners too. So if you like what you heard, you know how to get a hold of us. We have our AuthenticalPodcast.com page. Well, we are on just about all of your social yep. media pages, so reach out to us. 
Let us know what you think about this episode. Questions for Adriana. We have an inside contact who can get a hold of her very easily. (laughs) (laughs) So we will pass those on. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.